This is Mind Salad, a program of diverse weekly discussions about mental wellness with a rotating panel of licensed professional mental health counselors on a variety of mental health topics with guests and information to help you sort through life struggles. The information that is provided on this program is for informational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. This week, your host is Yakita Renfro from New Beginnings Therapy and Healing. Hello and welcome to Mind Salad, a diverse discussion of mental wellness. I am your host today, Yakita Renfro, and I'll be with you for the next half hour. Today's salad topping topic is 30 Minutes of Our Truths, Racial Focus Within the Family and Community, Part 2, guys. This is Part 2. And in the last segment last month, um, there was so much great info shared and dropped on the mic that I just had to make a Part 2 with Brenda and Elise. We weren't able to capture everything, so it was only right and fair to be able to do this. So Elise and Brenda, again, thank you, ladies, for being here today. Thank Thank you. you. If you're just turning in and was able to catch the last show, I promise you are in for a treat. I am your host, Yakita Renfro, on KPPF's talk show, Mind Salad, a diverse discussion about mental wellness. We jumped right in last week. We're going to jump right in again today. Again, Brenda and Elise, thank you so much. I know everybody's schedule is busy, but you were able to be here. If you can, I want to just do kind of a brief, quick recap of, you know, sharing with the listeners who you are, what's your background, and why this topic on racial focus within the family and community resonates with you. So, Miss Elise, tag, you're it. Okay. Um, my name is Elise. I was born in Colorado, raised in L.A. I am 45, a Caucasian female with two children in healthcare. I like that. Yeah. I like the boldness of her sharing her age. Yeah. Much respect. Much respect. (laughs) And Brenda, a little bit about yourself. Okay. Not sharing my age. (laughs) However. You look good. (laughs) But um, just this background, um, I am originally from Detroit. Um, had I was raised um, in the integrated north as mm-hmm. well as the segregated south after my parents uh, separated. Worked uh, for a corporation that was an international corporation during yes. the, the 80s and 90s. There was this big move for diversity and teaching mm-hmm. and expecting diversity within the, um, within the corporation. So I was part of the diversity training learned a lot there, incorporated a lot of that learning into my life. Um, no longer there, but those things still live in me. Right. And so it's this is a topic that is just very important to me to share with others. I love it. I agree. I love it. And so we left off on the last show um, talking about personal responsibility and perspectives and how, you know, possibly mental wellness was affected. I want to kind of stay in that vein of things. So there's a lot of emotions and thoughts attached to responsibility when it comes to racial focus within families and communities. Again, making this more personal for both of you, what are some of those emotions or thoughts that you've had to either choose to do or learn to create within your own dynamics in your own personal life? Brenda, can we start with you? So I don't think for me it's something... um, 
that I've learned. I, I mean, I think that I've come from a family and not just within my immediate family, but even the, you know, cousins, uncles, all that has always been a part of our culture right. as a family right. um, to accept people and to even have discussions um, about the experiences we were having. Because no matter how you feel when you walk out that door and you, from this comfortable place, you are going to experience right. some um, racial, cultural um, adversities. You're just gonna gonna do that. So I think for us, we just always had a just had a platform yeah. for discussion, no matter what it no matter what it is. And we're a family that doesn't just take up for each other and yeah. say that person was wrong. We're gonna give an opinion that has to do with a real right or wrong, not right. accountability. Accountability. Yep. Yep. So we're just a family of accountability, and that accountability. For myself, um, it starts with me. Yeah. So I can't expect that from them if I don't have it myself. Was that safe platform also seen within community? You know, you say you came from corporate. Was that embodied as well? It absolutely was. And I can say that I learned a lot from that corporate right. environment. I do understand that corporations also, you know, they have some skin in the game. It's of money. Course. Right, right. <laughs> it's money. So, you know, I've worked for a marketing company and they understand that people want to see themselves. Yeah. And so their advertising and the things that they were doing was built around um, their customer. Mm -hmm. And so your customer is not just what previously had been the white, right, right. only seeing white. And, and I'm sure that's why we're seeing more and more mixed couples. They're, they're yeah. reflecting the reality of, of, of life. Right. And so within the company, you could have whatever opinions you had about anybody, mm -hmm. but they could not be shared or openly uh, discriminate. You, you couldn't do it. So I was brought up in a corporation as well as my family yeah. that didn't tolerate um, such, such actions. And that's behavior. a good point, what you're talking about. Even now, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we're starting to see more commercials mm -hmm. with, you know, BIPOC, you know, pe black, yep. indigenous, you know, and people of color in right. there and movies and these different, mm -hmm. this different movement of, hey, we need to be more inclusive versus, you know, saying, well, you don't fit the part, you don't look the part, but just across the board adding, right. adding that in. So that's nice to see that that's happening, right. happening now in this day and age. Um, at least for you. The question is just talking about for you when it comes to racial focus within the family and community, what are some of the emotions or thoughts that you had to learn to create within those dynamics? Uh, definitely open-mindedness. Like, yeah. I believe that because of, I have such an eclectic array of people in my life that I think being open-minded to other people's not only thoughts and opinions, but their culture yeah. and where they come from, their background, what what they like to eat for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. as a small example, you know, uh, what is... How you make your stuffing? Yeah, or, or your greens, <laughs> how you don't make your greens. Like, I mean, like, let's be honest, you know, if it has seasoning, <laughs> right? you know? Right. So I think that I had to be open but it also wasn't shown to me that that this person's black and they eat greens and white people eat salad. Like, I mean, just as an example, like it's not a, a for se, but right, right. you know, it it wasn't like that for me. 
And then later on, I learned how to cook. <laughs> and it, it became where, you know, each person had a different kind of flavor. So yeah. where this person might be onion salt, this person might be garlic, and this person might be an array of yeah. other stuff. It actually all fit together in one amazing seasoning, which I like was that. my life. Mine salad. Yeah, mine salad. I love exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's kind of beautiful, and it took off really well for me. And I'm happy about that because... I think I'd be a completely different human. And I'd be sad for that. I wouldn't want to be somebody else, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this that's one. And maybe this is just me. But I feel that there is this um, deep-rooted pain in my gut that sometimes I can't put words to it, especially what, you know, has been happening in the world this last year, today, and what's been brought to light with the violence and the hate but there are some things that daily I have to choose to do. Like mm. I intentionally and mindfully choose to not project how I feel onto someone that doesn't look like me or not aligning cahoots with someone who's angry and hurt and offended. But that's a that's a truth that I have to live for me. I don't know their stories. I don't know their pain. So right. I can't assume or project onto them. What are some, and, and whether it resonates or not, but what are some choices that you choose to do every day so that you weren't part of the vicarious trauma, so you're not part of the continued cycle of hate and violence and dissension between our communities? I think for me, what I choose every day, um, no matter how someone treats me or a comment that's made yeah. or even how I feel uh, going out into the world, I make a choice every day to say, I don't know their story. Yep. I don't know their story. Because even for people, and, and there are people, no matter what they hear, no matter what they experience, they are just going to have those opinions right. that are, right. you can't change it. And so for me, I make the choice not to do tit for tat. Yeah. I make yep. the choice yeah. that no matter if you speak to me or not, I'm going to speak. Yep. Yeah. If you so it is um do I have the feelings, some of the negative feelings that come along with being treated or even I can say that some of it may be my own stuff. Mm, that's a good so point. even with that, I just always choose to forgive. I right. always choose to say I don't know their story and we don't. Yeah. So, so what do you that that part that you said of it's my own stuff sometimes. What do you do to challenge that piece of it? And that that is the part. So for me, I have a value system, and yeah. I am very goal-oriented. I have a mission, vision, statement for my life. I love it. Anytime I am doing anything that is opposite of that, it's, it's like I, I can take the pulse. I can do a pulse check. Yeah. Is this action, is this thought, is, is this taking me towards my goal, or is it taking me away? So, and that's not saying I'm always going to make the right decisions. Right. What it's saying is I can go back and I can look at what happened. Right. Sometimes it includes apologies. Mm. It Which includes, that can be so hard for people. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I hurt you or even at the time, even if the other person doesn't say anything, sometimes you can go back and just think about it and then revisit. And right. when I said so-and-so did that. And so I'm just very conscious, um, conscientious about um, how I treat people. 
I love it. I love it. And for the listeners out there, we will be having a show with Brenda on. She is a life purpose coach. So with her talking about the mission and the values, that is part of her her, it's almost innate. So we will be able to experience her on the show with talking about life coaching. And if you're just tuning in, you are in for a continued treat. I am your host, Yakita Renfro on KPPF's talk show, Mind Salad, a diverse discussion about mental wellness. And we are blessed to have Elise and Brenda here today talking about racial focus within the family and community. Elise, can you answer the question as well about what choices you're making each time you step outside your door and engage with others? So I try to be mindful and uh, walk with a purpose. Yeah. It doesn't always work. I can right. totally admit that. But I I try not to engage because, like you said, Brenda, it's it goes along with the, I don't know what happened this morning mm-hmm. to that person. They might have had a bad day. They might have lost somebody yesterday. Or they might be revisiting a anniversary or something like that. And right. I don't, I try not to judge but I also am very good at walking away mm-hmm. because I just can't do it. I don't want that to linger throughout my day, and I don't want to affect the person next to me throughout their day. And if I need to come back and revisit that situation, if it's somebody close, I don't have a problem doing that. But I really try to just kind of be like, I'm going to let you deal with right. you, right. and I'm going to deal with me over here. Because if I don't, then it becomes a huge melting pot of emotions, Mm -hmm. and that's not productive for anybody, in my opinion. And I just want to clarify this, and if you two disagree, please let me know. This isn't saying that you're giving people a pass to be disrespectful or violate. It's just a choice that you're choosing to make to say, not today, right? and and doing something different. So that's the other piece where... You know, people are like, well, are you letting people violate your boundaries? Mm -hmm. It's not that. My boundary is walking away or my boundary is checking myself and doing an internal check to see if it's me. Right. I love that. Um, And it's not walking away like I'm I'm leaving that situation. It's just if I continue to engage, it could get way bigger than what it really is from their emotional standpoint and mine as well. So truth, truth. Do either of you ever feel I was thinking about this? you know, after our last show and recapping, do either of you ever feel proud, elevated, burdened, or even question the color of your skin? I would say no <laughs> to to all of that. Yeah. I, I think if I um, feel anything, I feel that I'm carrying sometimes, and I think at least you may have alluded to this or said this, mm-hmm. but um, just from the standpoint of representation. Yeah. So when I speak, I just want it to be coming from Brenda. Right. This is Brenda's experience. This is what, how I internalize being an African American woman. I, I'm, I'm of the. I've come from Negro to Black to African-Americans, right, exactly, there right. are transitions involved and things that we have to do uh, internally. But none of those things that I have to do as a as a black woman um, has anything to do with me wearing it. Yeah. Um, as yeah. far as my skin color, what what I relate to is more from what's going on from the heart. Yeah. And from the the head. But it is detached now. It, it's not even realistic to say that there hasn't, there's not times, and probably a lot of times where 
that because that's the first thing people see, right? Exactly. Right. The first thing they see is you, the the outer. They right, don't right. see your right. heart. They don't see that. So the things that I have to deal with because of my skin does mm-hmm. has nothing to do. It doesn't put pride. It doesn't put a lower. It doesn't put any of it. It's just the situation is there. Yeah. And I'm just dealing with the situation as it appears. I mean, as it comes up. As it is, yeah. nothing else attached to that. I like that. Mm, me too. What about you, Elise? I think it's not a matter of pride or or hate or disgust. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. There are times I walk around being ashamed because I know what's happened yeah. in the past, and I've been told what's going on. I think that it's not that I carry the burden of the white people or anything like that. It's that. I seriously feel horrible about what has been done to the people around me. And, you know, not that everyone has had something horrible happen, but a lot of them have. You know, whether it's being followed by a cop in a store or it's being accused of something that didn't happen or looked at automatically and somebody had an instant judgment of what you were or how you came from, where you came from, because you're black. I didn't have that, but I feel like... I am, and now this isn't it, but almost like it's almost inferior. I want to make sure, like, I'm not putting these people on a pedestal, but I am saying, I am so sorry, but how can I make your day better? How can I make sure that I am not affecting you? Or how can I help you? What can I do to understand? And that's kind of where the burden and the, not necessarily shame yeah. or self-hate or my own hate, like, it's more, I want to make it better. And I so earn to do that but I don't quite know how. So how for you is the is the path to make sure you don't walk the slippery slope of being mm. a God complex, a savior complex, or here comes the white woman saving mm. these people, you know, because that can be, you know, I've heard that as, you know, some of the, the gripes or complaints from other right. black people, like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, need that. You so, to save right. Me. So yeah. for you, how, how are you making sure you don't cross over into, to that lane? Asking questions. Yeah. And allowing that person to tell me how they feel and what I could do. Yeah. If there's nothing, then there's nothing. If there's something like, hey, you can come with me to stand beside me, not walk in front of me and represent me, but as support. Yeah. And that means the whole world of difference. If I am walking beside somebody, not in front or behind, that has a huge impact on their life. Whether it be good or bad, right. it could go either way. And you never really know how it's going to go or how it's being perceived, just like what we're discussing here today. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Have either of you felt like you had to explain yourself to people within that community or family circle? I think I think for me, I don't feel like I have to explain what I feel like I have to explain is, and I think in the previous um, answer I said, is that my opinions, thought, experiences, what have you, right. are mine. Right. I am not, if, if I'm a black person and I'm around um, all uh, whites in a, in a meeting or anything, I do not expect to be the voice of the black exactly. people. Yeah. So yeah. if anything, I um, may even sometimes put a disclaimer <laughs> When right. speaking and just saying, Mine. this is Brenda, mm-hmm. right? 
that I mean we see the outer but this is this and this is part of who I am but I have to explain that that is a conversation at least that you have and that mm-hmm. will probably will have right. with anyone that you come across because each one is different and you right. treat people again the way right right they want to be treated I like that almost kind of like matching energies kind of thing yeah well for me I felt like now this isn't an always but it's it's happened I felt like I had to defend my character and who and I'm sure you know please correct me if I'm wrong it might be like that for both of you as well now not in every setting but every once in a while I feel like I have to defend my character Hmm. and what my true intentions are and how I really view things and I've had to explain that so how you don't want to be the voice or the representation of that I kind of feel like I have to over Uh. over explain or Hmm. go deeper than what is necessary because I'm white and you know, if most people knew I went to school to be a cop, they, they'd even more so look at me differently. Right. Um, was not for me, like I said earlier, uh, or at the last segment. And I just, it's it's one of those things to where I really want to make sure that I'm not overstepping a horrible boundary that I don't know about or am doing the right thing for the people around me. Now, is that from an internal perspective or is that something you feel was projected onto you and now you're like okay I need to do something with this I kind of feel like sometimes I walk on eggshells so when I am doing that and I am walking on eggshells cautiously then I feel like I automatically have to just put it out there right I'm just gonna you know for lack of better words is diarrhea everywhere and whoever can take it can take it and if they can't then they can't you know and that's kind of how I was thinking is I'm just going to put it on the table and hope it's perceived well. I like that. Yeah. I and I mean, I mean, mind you, both of you sound like it's coming from a very personal place. Right. And whether people receive it or object it, that's their choice and opinion to be able to do so. But you can only represent right. you and, and, what work, and what works for you. Right. So I'm, I'm not about to drop ages on here, even though Elise did <laughs> share hers earlier. But let's, let's go back, let's say, 30 years Take your time to think about that, what that looked like, where you were. Are there any differences that you've seen in this century that either solicits how far we've come or how far we need to go? Or maybe a mix of both? It is absolutely a mix of both. Yeah. And um, and for me or anybody that's a business that owns a business or has a business, your business is successful. Mm-hmm. If your business is successful, you're not going to just keep doing the same thing because right. things change. McDonald's had exactly. to change. It is not the same menu that they had 30 years ago. They have the cafes and you can go in there. So there is, you have to concentrate on what needs to be fixed. And just because your concentration is on what needs to be fixed, it doesn't mean that you're not celebrating the progress that has been made. Mm. And I think that sometimes people think, why are you still harping on this? Why are we still talking Mm -hmm. about this? Because they're still fixing that needs to be done. And the world is changing and we need to change to to, to, to meet yeah. what the needs are of the, of the people today. Not 30 years or years right, ago, right. but today. And one thing that is constant, as we all know, is change. Yes, ma'am. It is change. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I celebrate 
everything that has happened. I cannot sit here and think about my parents or grandparents or ancestors and not feel that change has happened. I like that. I like that. What about you, Elise? So, you know, 15, I was 15 years old and I went from crisscross to NWA to my friends being African-Americans and now we're black Americans. Yeah. And so that's a huge difference being taught throughout a period of time. This is not what we want. This is not what I want. This is not acceptable, but please come here with me and let's talk about it. Now, back then, you know, it was, uh, that was an interesting time because I kind of felt like there was African pride and mm. but an American black African pride, right, not right. the traditional homeland kind of pride. Please correct me if I'm not using the right word. You're good. But, um, you know, and now it's like, see me. This yeah. is my melanin. This is where I'm at. This is who I am. And the, it's a little different because it has to be different. So I kind of feel like we're friends. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's, that's good. It, it, it sounds like, you know, what yeah. you're saying is from where it was, there has right. been change. You're there seeing has. the change. You're experiencing it and still seeing that pride and still seeing that. But there's not enough. But, right. So yeah. hearing both of you say there still needs to be more and we still right. need to go somewhere with it. And so this has been such a rare opportunity for myself to be able to sit with women on two different you know, spectrums of, of race, we'll, we'll say that for perspective, um, and discussing the hurts, the pains, the trials, the internal challenges, but being able to sit here on one accord to say, hey, we, we've come so far, but there's still so far we mm. need to go. Now, mind you, we can't speak for everyone Definitely. out there, but personally, what, what do you think we can do to be more clearer in our conversations and intentional about some of the change? What about you, Brenda? What, do you, what are you thinking? <laughs> what comes to my mind uh, is my mother, yeah. who's no longer here. But one thing that she used to say is, your actions are so loud, hmm. I can't hear what hmm. you're saying. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. And so at the time, I don't think I understood it as much, yeah. but I get it today. And so that live it. Don't sit back and just criticize and say what everybody else is not doing or not doing right is, uh, again, <laughs> be the change. Yeah. And so, and let your actions, you know, people should know even by your actions who right. you are and what you are without you even opening your mouth. I love right. it. That makes it clearer. I love it. Yeah. I love that one. What about you, Elise? I think um, stand with who you are. Yeah. You know, definitely instead of trying to be something you're not or complacent, I think stand with who you are and have these open discussions. Talk to each other with open arms and open minds and see how you can mix your salad. Exactly. Let, let's, let's mix our thoughts. Let's, you know, talk about this. This is my point of view. But in a loving way without judgment mm -hmm. would be so important. And we can say this all day until we're blue in the face, but it's putting those, those words into actions yeah. that will make the difference. And it's so important. Like, I don't want to represent somebody else, but if you represent yourself and if I represent me, things will work out a lot better. From both of you, and not just minimizing what you said, but I'm hearing a lot of behavior yeah. modification. It has to be the behavior. I have a friend that used to always say, don't talk about it, be about it. Because mm -hmm. like you said, yeah. we can say it all day, right. but the change really comes when our behavior starts to look different mm -hmm. and our words and our behavior align so that we're congruent yes. right. with the change that we're trying 
to elicit. I feel like time went by so fast. It I does. feel like we Every just time. started and it went by so fast. I mean, it, it has been such a humbling experience, um, but I'm so thankful that you both were able to take time out of your day and come in to be with me. So thank, thank you. you again for that. Yeah. And of course, my reflection of the day comes from my awesome, awesome son. He said, sometimes you need to remind yourself that you look nice today. That made my day. So I want to leave that with you all today. And thank you for allowing me to be your host today. Yakita Renfro signing out. Thank you. You've been listening to Mind Salad, a discussion of mental wellness issues and topics with a rotating panel of mental health providers. Heard every Sunday at 1130 a.m. on KPPF. And be sure to listen to the podcast on Podbean. New Beginnings Therapy and Healing strives to embody the vision and mission to assist and empathetically walk with individuals in this journey called life as they explore, recover, heal, and grow to create the new beginnings they desire to see in themselves. New Beginnings Therapy and Healing is equipped with well-versed staff and clinicians that are prepared to support your mental health journey. If you're struggling and ready to create a new beginning, call today at 719 428-6024. New Beginnings Therapy and Healing.